If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. It's way past time to shift that thinking into realizing that Pinterest is all about you. (laughs) Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. With social media, there's one constant that we can count on, change. From the features to the algorithms to every hidden little detail in between, doesn't it seem like just as we've got it all figured out, the powers that be, they switch it up again? Instead of seeing it as a setback, I get kind of excited when something gets updated on social media platforms. It's like this new challenge to take on and my team gets to work breaking down new strategies to share with you so that you can get on top of the changes faster. The most recent change we've been navigating... Pinterest. If you haven't heard, a lot has changed on Pinterest and the changes were actually pretty drastic. But once we figured out a new way to work on the platform, we hit a massive milestone goal that we've been chasing after for a really long time. 1 million monthly viewers. And that number quickly grew to 2 million monthly viewers and we're now approaching 3 million. A few months ago, we received embargoed information from Pinterest in partnership with Tailwind that stated that the way the Pinterest algorithm called the smart feed was going to prioritize and distribute content. And that was changing. And we've been in contact with them behind the scenes, working through the changes and have been testing strategies over the last several weeks to be able to share them with you. The good news, we've seen incredible growth in our stats and my team has been busy working on a completely revamped and updated course that students of the Pinterest lab now will have in their hands for free too. I want to back up for a second though, in case you're thinking, but wait, how do I know if Pinterest will help my business at all? Like, I'm not even sure if it's a platform I should be on. Here are a few reasons I think you should be using Pinterest for your business. Number one, it's where your target audience is hanging out. 
Tell me, does this demographic sound similar to the one that you're out there trying to target? According to the latest stats, Pinterest users are majority female mothers ages 25 to 44 with an average household income of 100,000 plus. Yep, that's my girl. People on Pinterest statistically spend more money because they are exposed to more things, more resources, more products, and thus they are sold to more and are more on top of shopping and open to buy. Number two, Pinterest isn't social media. It's a search engine. Wait, what? Like we're all over here trying to get Instagram followers and likes and comments, but Pinterest doesn't actually operate that way. When people hop onto Pinterest, they're typing in questions and topics and seeking out pins that fulfill their requests. Like think about it. You can't go onto Instagram and type in recipes with a pineapple, but you can on Pinterest. When you start to approach it with this mentality, it becomes a lot clearer. A lot of entrepreneurs are already using SEO or search engine optimization. So Pinterest works in a similar way, using things like keywords and descriptions to help people find your pins and then click through to your website. Think about how people currently use Google. They'll search for a pain point or something specific that they're looking for. Now think of how the user engages with Pinterest. It's more of a discovery form of purchasing. People on Pinterest are not necessarily there looking for a specific product. They're often there to be inspired. They're browsing, collecting, and discovering new things, new products, new services that they're interested in investing in. A future customer may not have known to search in Google for you, but after being inspired on Pinterest, they could have landed on your account and have now decided that they need to follow you or purchase from you. Number three, Pinterest makes it easy to go viral. Get this, over 80% of pins are repins. Think about that for a minute. Pins have this opportunity to go on autopilot because a lot of times people are passively browsing through their feed and simply repinning things they see and therefore are spreading the word about your business for you. Free automated advertising with little to no effort on your part. Like, yes, please sign me up. Every time someone pins your pin, they're exposing your pin to all of their followers as well. So your opportunity to reach people goes way up by bringing your products and images into the platform. Plus, most people are focusing on Facebook and Instagram. There's a huge opportunity here to be a front runner in your industry on this search engine disguised as a social platform. Though Pinterest has been around for a while, I don't believe businesses are really digging into using this site strategically. And the time to be an early adopter is right now. You don't want to have to play catch up later. Number four, your content has a longer shelf life. Pinterest also has a longer shelf life than other social media accounts because remember, Pinterest is a search engine, not social media. I have pins to point to blog posts from over three years ago that are still driving traffic to those pages. Tell me if your Instagram or Facebook posts for you work from three years ago. Are they still working? Probably not. Also, sites like Instagram and Facebook work hard to keep people on their apps where Pinterest works hard to generate the right content for people to inspire them to click through on the pin and off the app onto our sites as content creators. This is huge because we will all be better able to convert these people to paying customers once they are off the app and into our own territory, territory that we can control. So now that you know why I think this is such an important place to be spending our time and energy on in our business, let me go over a quick download of what's been working and what our course dives deep into. Again, Pinterest is prioritizing fresh content over anything else. And there is a strong emphasis on fresh content for the platform. And the algorithm has already started to prioritize newly added content and will ramp up even more in the future. The first question you might have is, what is fresh content? 
fresh contents, new graphics, that counts as fresh pins, and these can still link to past posts and be counted as new content. As long as the image is new, it will count as fresh content and will be given priority in Pinterest feeds. So what does this mean for your strategy? Repinning and repurposing the same pins across multiple boards is no longer needed or necessary. Pinterest still wants us to pin a pin to all relevant boards on our account, but it would be better to create a new graphic for the pin for each board versus pinning the same exact pin scheduled on multiple boards. Now, I understand this might be more work than just simply repinning the same pins over and over again or looping them if you've taken my advice on automation. However, it allows us instead to refocus on bringing in high quality content and looking for new ways to serve our audience versus spending time repinning past content of yours or other people. So in my opinion, this is actually good news and it's exactly where our focus should be. And inside of the Pinterest lab, my paid program, I guide you through the best ways to accomplish this in order to see growth for your account. To get started today, spend less time curating content and more time creating it. It's still okay to pin some pins that are simply going to be interesting to your audience, but the main message here is tuning into your followers and what content they are asking for from us and finding new ways to serve them through creation. Your success on Pinterest will hinge on these four things, and these are the exact modules I outline inside of the Pinterest lab. Knowing your target audience and speaking to them intimately, creating fresh content and consistently repinning new graphics, converting your Pinterest audience somewhere else online and analyzing and tweaking your strategy. So here's what's inside of the Pinterest lab and what you'll find in case you'd like to join us and learn how to best use strategies to take advantage of these new changes. Number one, keeping your target audience in mind always as it relates to any activity in the platform, whether that's the content you bring in, browsing and searching in the smart feed, the words you use in your profile. From this point forward, we're going to move from using Pinterest personally and transition to only using it strategically with our target market in mind. We talk about this in the interview. Inside of module one, I'll walk you through identifying who we are pinning for, conducting a keyword research study that will drive the boards you create, the words you use in your profile and how to write captions, plus setting up your profile to stand out amongst the crowd and be a good first impression when people land on your page. Number two, consistency. If there's one thing you can do to boost your success, it is to create a plan and stick to it. Consistently bringing in fresh content and pinning regularly is going to be one of the biggest keys to success. Inside of module two, I'll show you my content creation secrets, give you inspiration for what to write for your audience, and share how to automate your pinning to step up your game for success. Number three, converting your audience. Pinterest should not be the end game. Instead, it's simply a search engine on a platform where your target audience is hanging out. It's going to be a place where we can find and connect with our people, but then I want for you to invite them off of the app and into a place that we have more control over. So inside of module three, I'll walk you through step-by-step exactly how to do this. And lastly, number four, analyzing and tweaking your strategy. Once you've been pinning for a month or so, you're going to obtain a lot of data in regards to what people are responding to as it relates to the content you're creating. In module four, I'm going to walk you through what key numbers to tune into, where to find them, and how to adjust your strategy to boost your results in the future. So if you are interested in learning more about what we've created, head to thepinterestlab.com. That's thepinterestlab.com. Now on to today's Pinterest focus episode where I'm 
pulling in our friend Elisa Meredith, a Pinterest specialist at Tailwind, who is so ready to dig into the details and get your Pinterest strategy set for the new features. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, Elisa, I am so excited to have you on the show to talk about one of my favorite platforms and topics, Pinterest. So welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. I'm thrilled to be here, Jenna. Thank you so much. Okay. So before we dive on into the nitty gritty, all Mm -hmm. the details, clear up all the confusion of what's happening on the platform. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and who you serve through the work that you complete. (laughs) Sure. Boy, that was a lot of questions in one. (laughs) So I am a Pinterest product specialist at Tailwind, where we have an awesome platform that helps people to plan and schedule and analyze their marketing on Pinterest and Instagram. So I'm thrilled to work on the Pinterest side of that to help make our product better, more useful, simpler, easier more wonderful for our members. I've been in Pinterest marketing since it came out. (laughs) It's just exciting, interesting. It can be beautiful. It can have a lot to do with psychology, SEO. There's just so much to it that I have yet to get bored. You know, it's so funny. There's like a line in the sand in me in my life where I often say like, I got married in 2011. Pinterest wasn't even a thing. And (laughs) it's like this marker of like, okay, Pinterest has changed a lot for us as creators, for us Mm, as consumers. I mean, it's just an incredible platform. And I believe that it is one of the most underutilized platforms for business owners to be marketing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Every year when those surveys come out about which platforms are you using to market your business, Pinterest seems to slip further and further down that list, which usually when we hear that report, I'm with my friend Kate all at Simple Pin Media, and we just, we look at each other, roll our eyes and think, oh, more for me, I guess. <laughs> yes, we've got to shift that. Yes. So let's talk about, because a lot has been changing on Pinterest and we've been working head down over the last few months behind the scenes on updating our program, the Pinterest Lab, to get the most nice. up-to-date info for our students. But from someone in the know, can you run through the recent changes and kind of give us an overview of what's new on Pinterest for anyone who hasn't heard? Absolutely. So... If you want to give it a name, we could call it a fresh pins transition. So what it means is that Pinterest was analyzing the activity in home feed search and other places and noticed that pinners were really reacting very strongly with new content, right? So content that was just shared to Pinterest hadn't been recirculated for eons and eons. So they've decided that with that in mind, and to create a better user experience, they're going to start to incorporate more and more of that fresh content into the algorithm. So the search results will start to favor that fresh content more than just the relevancy of it. Okay. So what does that mean for content creators? Because I think that's been our biggest shift is we've just been shifting the way that we've been showing up in that platform and seeing crazy results from simple tweaks. So what does that change mean for people that are busy creating content? So it means that we need to spend more time creating rather than curating. So in the past, you know, you've you're probably very familiar with those 80-20 rules or 20-80 rules where it's, well, how much of other people's content should I share versus my own? And people saying, well, don't you don't want to be spammy because you don't want people to look at your account and see that you're only sharing your own stuff. It's way past time to shift that thinking into realizing that Pinterest is all about you. <laughs> so 
as a user, Pinterest, it's all about you. It's all about me, right? As a creator, it needs to be the same way. So the priority needs to go to your own content. So as you're creating new blog posts, even if you only blog once a month or your products don't update that often, you can absolutely go back and make new and fresh images for your older content. And that should start to get some traction way sooner than it ever used to. I smile when you say that because I remember a day when I looked at Pinterest and I only thought that you could pin one pin per piece of content. Like I didn't realize that, you know, when you scroll a blog and you have the little button that says pin me, I thought that was it. It's a one and done. (laughs) And And so for anyone that has that thinking that I had years ago, the beautiful news is, is that you can continually bring in fresh pins, fresh graphics new headlines. You can try all different kinds of visual things for one piece of content, which is super exciting. Yes, absolutely. You can, which is, it's so much easier to make a new image than it is to write a new blog post, at least for me. (laughs) Same. Okay. So Tailwind has been a really integral part of our workflow because it makes it so easy to schedule pins Mm -hmm. and to put our strategy on autopilot, specifically when it comes to looping our best pins with the smart loop. So essentially that was just talking about we would automate, we'd sit down, we'd schedule, it would just pin our best stuff. And it would pull that same pin to multiple boards with a little Mm -hmm. click of the button. So how is Tailwind pivoting the platform considering Pinterest announcement that fresh content takes precedence in the feed? Yeah. So I think one thing that's important to talk about is that yes, fresh content That is a bigger factor than it used to be, the freshness of it. However, that doesn't mean that your older content won't still appear, right? So that's one of the things that we've gotten used to and really love about Pinterest is that a really good piece of content, a really great pin can last forever on Pinterest. That's not going away, but you're going to start to see that mix shift a little bit in your search results and feed. So again, you can still reshare content and where that might be most appropriate is seasonally. So like with Smart Loop, say you have a piece of content that always does really well in the early spring. Absolutely. Set it up to go out next spring as well. But if you have some time and you're in the mood for creating a bunch of pins, sit down and look at your content that typically does well on Pinterest and think about how many ways can I repackage this for seasonality? right? So even if it's the same topic, even if it's a blog post about pillowcases, how can you showcase them in a different way that would appeal to a particular season? So whether it's the colors you use or the setup of the image that you're taking, you can pull in subtle seasonal signals that will do better at certain times of the year, drop them into smart loop, and they'll be ready to go when they'll be most effective. Ooh, that's a great tip and a really easy shift, which is awesome. Yeah. So since we kind of brought up the 80-20 rule, so (laughs) we've talked about that for a long time where you're pinning a lot of your own stuff, but you're also mixing in other people's content so Mm -hmm. that it's providing resources for your followers and the people who are seeing your content. Has that shifted then in light of these changes? Like are tribes still important? Like let's kind of walk through what Pinterest marketing was before the shift Mm -hmm. and then how it's changed in terms of some of the things that people have probably learned over the last few years. Yeah. So there used to be a much bigger focus on that curation. So that idea that if I share someone else's content that's really good, I'll bring in followers for my own content. That could still 
be applicable, right? And people are probably always going to share other people's pins because they want to support their friends or because it's something that they want to save for themselves or they just think their audience will like it. And there is nothing wrong with that at all. So that's just normal behavior as a Pinterest user. So as a Pinterest marketer, we can still use that kind of behavior to supplement our creation. When it comes to tribes, what people tend to talk about with tribes is that you get other people to share your content. And that is still a thing, right? So one of the big questions we got after that interview with Pinterest on Facebook was, okay, if fresh content is best, am I going to get in trouble or somehow be penalized if other people are sharing my content? And the answer is absolutely not. You want other people to share your content because that gives Pinterest a signal that, hey, this is great content. You should probably distribute it more. What about group boards? Same thing? Mm -hmm. No. So a while back, Pinterest, it came out and said, hey, look, marketers, we built group boards for actual collaboration. (laughs) (laughs) So for for planning a group trip or for helping friends choose a hairstyle or like real life, real human interaction. Group boards, as you know, became a place where people would just dump their content and leave. Yes. So Pinterest got wise to marketers breaking things as usual. And they said, um, you can still use these, but we're going to cut down the distribution of it. So previously, adding your pin to a group board could really help your distribution because anyone following anyone else in that group board and those group boards could be huge. Yes. Might see your pin in their feed. But now it's really more limited to just the people in the actual group. Okay. So, so don't use it for distribution. Good to know. Isn't it funny? I feel like a lot of times we like find these little loopholes through the platform <laughs> oh, and then do. they're like slapping on the wrist and they're like, no, no, not nope. the intent. Let's course correct. And then we yeah. have to keep learning. And, you know, as you're saying all of this, I'm just smiling to myself because with marketing and with business, like we constantly have to be growing and evolving, especially on the platforms that we don't own and cannot control. And so it's just making me smile because the whole process of being an entrepreneur is really evolving constantly. Oh yeah. Um, And so this is exactly what we're learning, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's fun to think about, okay, yes, maybe we found some little tricks. Well, they don't work anymore. So here's the thing to really consider. Pinterest wants fresh content because that's what the users want. If Pinterest can give users what they want, they will keep coming back, which is not only good for Pinterest, it's also good for content creators. So we're really, really all in this together. If we can build that fresh, wonderful, inspiring platform that Pinterest is and that we want it to be even more so, that's good for everyone. So if we can just like stop trying to game things and, (laughs) and do what's best for everybody, it really is the best way to go. I love that. And thank you for making that point because a lot of times when we see things shift or algorithms change or Mm -hmm. just the way best practices change, we often get angry, but we don't realize that it's for the benefit of everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think when we start to see like, it doesn't matter if you have a high number of views, if those views aren't converting or doing anything great for you. When we start to look at the full big picture where the goal is to genuinely connect with people and provide resources, Mm -hmm. it totally shifts the mindset because I know a lot of people, a lot of students can get angry if something changes and they're like, they're out to get us. No, (laughs) they're actually out to help us. We just have to be willing to change. And so 
One of the biggest questions that I have for you and mm-hmm. that my team has discussed is we've personally seen our numbers skyrocket. Like we hit goals that we had set and forecasted like years from now. And it's because as a brand, we produce so much new content Wonderful. and therefore we have so many new fresh pins to bring into the platform every day. But what can someone do who maybe doesn't have like this whole library of content or maybe they only blog every so often? How can they still see success? with this shift and with this new strategy? Yeah. So it's going to come down to creating more images. Okay. Because again, an image is so much faster to create than a whole blog post or creating a new product, obviously. So that's what I would suggest. Shift your time. Maybe you're not curating 100 pins a day anymore. You can spend some time instead making new pins. Okay. Can I offer how we do this? Please. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So we love Canva. Yep. (laughs) This is not a plug for the platform, but it's an amazing platform that already has a ton of pin templates on it. And so we created just a template for my team. And every single time we drop a new podcast or a new blog post or create a new freebie or opt-in or just a resource, anyone on my team can jump in and do that. But it's amazing because I feel like Canva gives you the tools to create well-optimized pins. We Mm -hmm. think that there is a template that you should be following that will convert better or that will get more eyeballs on it. And so a lot of times people, I feel like they have that complaint, like I'm not a graphic designer. I don't have enough money to hire a graphic designer. There are so many amazing ways that you can create templates that you can so easily be creating every single week. Like Mm -hmm. it should be a to-do list on your weekly to-dos of create five new pins to drop into Pinterest. And that shouldn't actually take you all that much time. Do you agree? Oh, I could not agree more. Yeah. In fact, we have a, what we call our Pinterest toolkit that I update every month with new templates for Canva because I love Canva too. (laughs) Oh, I love Canva. It makes me feel like an excellent designer. Like (laughs) I am capable. Exactly. I feel the same way. And I really went through all the Pinterest creative best practices and like built them into the templates because yeah, people aren't sure what's going to work or what looks good. So you've got to have somewhere to start and that's a great place to start. Can you kind of walk us through like what you think the anatomy of a good pin is? Like what kind of things are catching people's eyes? What kind of things are people seeking out on the platform? Yeah. So if you think about the way you use Pinterest or the way I use it, we're really trying to discover and learn something new. And, And we're also trying to get that feeling like I can do it. So you can have some pins on there that are just eye candy, beautiful perfection. And those are great too, but even better sometimes is to make it feel more approachable. Okay. So what have you found in terms of like headlines, titles, like anything like that? Yeah. So positivity and also that encouragement. So an example that that's really easy to see would be something like, On Facebook, maybe you could do, or even on your blog, it could be like seven reasons why you didn't reach your New Year's resolution. That might do great. Like it might do all right in your email list and everything. But on Pinterest, that's not what people want. It's it's their happy place. They want to see something more like seven ways to make sure you crush that New Year's resolution. So That's a good tip. Yeah. So you can take that same piece of content and create a pin that takes that positive slant and just then just make sure you have like a a subheading on your actual blog post. So they feel like they got to the right place when they click there. (laughs) 
I love that. <laughs> yeah. But just really think about, I'm in my happy place. I'm away from all the crazy news. What do I want to see if I'm looking for X topic? Well, I think it's beautiful too, because one of the things that we've found is that every month we'll look at our top blog posts or our top hits, Mm -hmm. and then we'll figure out like, okay, are there different titles we could try? Is there a different image we can use? Are there different colors that are standing out? And a lot of times we do so much research by just seeing what's populating on my own feed. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so interesting for me specifically is I challenge myself to just get on Pinterest and just pin the things that I just naturally like without any motive because it really helps connect me to the right people. So we'll laugh because I'll go on and like pin outfits or like interiors or design things that I love. And it helps my team to almost see this well-rounded version of who the brand actually is. The brand is not just the business. The brand is a human. Uh So do you recommend like just doing that? Like just kind of jumping on as market research? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, really easy for us as marketers to lose touch with what works and why. So yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea to think about, well, what attracted me to that pin? Yeah. What was it? Was it the design? Was it the topic? Was it the header, the text on image? What was it? Okay. So let's talk about Tailwind a little bit. So walk me through all the things that the platform can do, because I feel like there are new things happening every day where my team is like, Oh, Tailwind can do that. Now let's switch over to that. Walk me through some of the things that your platform can do. Yeah. So I think the thing that most people use it for is scheduling, which is wonderful, right? Because if you and your team are going in and creating five images for the week, you don't want to have to go and every day share a new one and remember which one you shared and remember which board you shared it to. Because it is still perfectly fine to save the same image to several relevant boards. In fact, it's it's a good thing to do because it gives Pinterest more context about what this content is. So using Tailwind Scheduler with the interval scheduling, which will spread those saves out, is a huge time saver. Especially if you're batching creation, you might as well batch your scheduling as well. Well, we definitely do that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, we spend about an hour a week just scheduling and curating and going through making new designs. And it's amazing because it's one of those platforms that doesn't hinder you for scheduling, which is Mm -hmm. beautiful. I feel like there's just so many different platforms where you're like, I don't know if I'm getting penalized for scheduling this thing out, but Uh it's helping my brain. And maybe (laughs) that's just us thinking that they're out to get us. But the planning is one of our favorite features which we love. What else can you guys do? I feel like you've been introducing new things. Yeah. So we have Smart Loop, which we talked about a little bit, which can help you to get your content out at the right time of year, especially Pinterest is so, so seasonal. It's kind of amazing. So you can just put it in for the times that you want it to go out and it will do that every year until you tell it not to. So again, in this age of fresh content, that's still a useful thing to do. You're probably going to get your best bump from the very first time you share out a pin, but there's still value in resharing on a periodic basis. So do that. And then you talked about tribes a little bit. So a tribe is a place inside of Tailwind where, where people who have a common interest or a common topic that they write about or a common item that they sell or a service that they're in, and then they can share each other's content from Tailwind to Pinterest. What I really like about those is that in certain tribes where like I know everybody or maybe I even added everybody 
manually <laughs> invited people I wanted, I know that's going to be really great content that my audience is going to like. So I'll share that out. But the thing that really surprised me about Tribes is how many new bloggers I discovered. Mm, so yeah. when people request to join your tribe, for like, how did I not know that this person was out there? <laughs> and then next time you need like a content collaboration or somebody to come on your show or a guest blogger or a quote for a blog, you have this whole group of people whose content you already know is really good. Ooh, that's so good. I love it. It's like market research, like yeah. in real time, which is yeah. awesome. And that really surprised me. I mean, <laughs> I was around when we developed tribes. And even so, I was like, oh, this, I wasn't expecting this benefit, but it's quite cool. Uh, yeah. And then there's another thing that's new, and it is called the Top Pins Report. So if you want to see like what is getting the most clicks on your content, it's in monitor your domain and you can look at just pins from your blog and like who pinned it. So I can see who pinned my top pin here. (laughs) Yeah. And I can even, I can see more details like when it was pinned, what link it goes to, how many impressions, close up, saves, clicks, save rate, click rate. It's kind of crazy. I feel like information is power when it comes to marketing. It totally is. Yeah. And then this little thing, I. I really love. So you can switch over to pinned by me. So to me, one of the biggest reasons why you want to share other people's content is so you can get more information on what's working. So, yeah. So if I share someone else's content on my topic, I see it as an opportunity to kind of get inside of their analytics a little bit and figure out, all right, what topics are they covering that maybe I should consider? Or what design styles and trends am I seeing that other people are using that are working, but I'm not using them? Ooh, this is good. I feel like we're being detectives right now. And (laughs) I love it. This is the dirty stuff that I love. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you can kind of see. So if you're pitting other people's content, you can see like how it's performing within your audience. Yes. Ooh, this is good. Okay. One of the things that we focus on as a team is just working smarter, not harder. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I found so much is that we spend so much time daily creating content for social media that basically has a shelf life of 24 hours if we're lucky. Yeah. And so what we've been doing is kind of blending the Pinterest and Instagram schedulers. Mm -hmm. And so some of my Instagram posts have become top performing pins, basically just sharing my Instagram post onto Pinterest as a platform. And it's allowed me to take this new cold audience from Pinterest over to Instagram where I can kind of invite them into my life to connect in a more personal way. So can you talk me through any ways businesses can take advantage of strategies like this and how to integrate, say, two platforms that you're already on, but you might not be utilizing to the fullest extent? Yeah. So there's such different platforms that there's a lot of opportunity for this. So obviously Instagram is all about you. So people go to Jenna's Instagram to learn about her and her family and her business and what matters to her. And on Pinterest, they're really in it for themselves, which which is fine too. Uh, but you have to kind of kind of cross that bridge somehow. So Pinterest itself is really fantastic for awareness. So what you're able to do on Pinterest is to reach people who who are very open-minded and often in a really early stage of discovery. So they may not be searching for you specifically, Jenna, but they may be searching for what you can do for them. And so then they get that kind of awareness on Pinterest. They might follow you. They might read some of your content. And then 
when they see that they can go over from there to Instagram, that's when that personal connection really happens. So if you can harness that awareness plus bring them into the personal connection, that's where the magic really happens. What's so amazing is it it challenges us to think about the different platforms and the different audiences we're serving. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times brands create with this one ideal client in mind. Like you've heard of like the ideal client avatar exercise. (laughs) I just don't subscribe to that. Um, Personally, it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't help me create. But I think it's really beautiful for business owners to kind of take an assessment, take inventory of how your different content is performing on the different different platforms and really hone in on just the different messaging required to meet people where they're at. And I think you made a really great point that Pinterest is a place of discovery. A lot of times when I get stuck and I'm like, I don't know what to create, I'll go on Pinterest and I'll start typing in how to, and then the topic that I'm thinking about and just doing that research of like, what are people looking for and how can I make sure I'm the person that they find and that solves that problem for them? Do you have any tips on what sort of content performs really well that businesses can be creating to help just connect and serve their audience? Because I think service is a really huge focus right now, especially with the transient and the kind of crazy times that we're in. Oh, yes. So as you can imagine right now, what's hot on Pinterest is going to be homeschooling, work at home, start a side hustle, all of that. It's so reflective of what is happening in the world that if you have any connection to any of those things, how can you serve that need right now? Yeah. And another thing too, is we've played a little bit with video on Pinterest and The one that really has worked well for us actually walks people through how to do something. We made it kind of a play on a video, like a recipe pin, where it was like, here's the recipe for a perfect Pinterest pin and like a dash of this and a smidge of that. And that seems to work really well to get clicks because it walks people through something, gives them valuable information, but then requires them really to click through to get the full story. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I can come up with some recipes. Oh, yes. I want to see them when you do. Oh, I love that. Okay. So something that popped into my mind is let's say someone hasn't been using Pinterest as a part of their marketing strategy at all. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're catching up on Netflix and they're watching Mm -hmm. Marie Kondo and her cleaning methods. (laughs) What can someone do to Marie Kondo their Pinterest to get it ready to be an effective way to support their business? Mm, Okay. Well, I'm going to use myself as a very bad example. (laughs) Please do. Okay. Okay. So when I first started on Pinterest, it was all personal because I was just messing around trying to figure out how could this work for marketing. So I saved whatever I wanted to. And doing that, I gathered a certain kind of follower who was interested in a certain kind of material. And then I thought, nope, I got to get down to business here. And I flipped my focus to marketing. And then I attracted a different kind of follower there who's interested in marketing. And I probably really annoyed my first set of followers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? I'm seeing other people who are combining business and pleasure. So I'm going to do that too. And again, messing up who is following me. So uh, thinking about who you're attracting with your current pinning habits, are you attracting the kind of people who are going to be excited for your next piece of content? Or people who are going to be like, oh, 
come on, Jenna, I was really hoping for just another keto bread recipe. You know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they don't care about this thing that you poured your heart and soul into for days, meaning that your followers aren't engaging, meaning that Pinterest is taking that as a signal that your content is not engaging and therefore they just don't distribute it as much. So I made a complete mess in switching around like that, messing around. So learn from me and try to focus on only pinning material that's going to appeal to the people who are going to be interested in your important stuff as well. So you can take... so good. Well, I mean, I took one for the team on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Elisa, for helping us all not make the same mistake. (laughs) If that makes people feel worried where they're like, oh my gosh, am I confusing people? (laughs) How do you kind of figure out what categories to be pinning or what makes the most sense when you think about this person that you are trying to reach? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, first of all, one of the changes that I personally made was to set all my personal interests boards to secret. And then that way I'm not, I can still pin to those because I don't want two different accounts. That's just too much work. But I do still want to pin crazy stuff like hair stuff and trip stuff that I don't want to bring in the wrong kind of followers. So you just have to think about the whole person. So are there people who are following me for hair, hair tips who might also be super excited about Pinterest? It's possible, but the overlap, like you can't, cannot guarantee that. So, so just think about what is kind of adjacent to your content and you can branch out. Just think about like what people are like, (laughs) but the further away you get, the more risk you have really of attracting people who are not going to be excited about your content. And again, I don't think we can say this enough, but it really is about you on Pinterest. Tell me more. <laughs> all about me. It's all about you. <laughs> okay. My final question is this. Yeah. For someone who just doesn't understand or see the value or they're just not certain that Pinterest can be a place that drives results for their business, make mm. your claim. Let's go. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So a couple years ago, I was crossing the street at Social Media Marketing World with a guy and and I told him what I was talking about and he said, oh, yeah, okay, but like Pinterest can never work for me. And I said, oh, really? What what industry are you in? And I'm, I'm expecting like steel grommets or something. And he's like, I'm in the travel industry. And I just went, I have a million travel oh. boards. <laughs> <laughs> so try to have an open mind about it. Like if you were in any kind of business that makes people's lives better in any way, you can put a spin on that that will inspire people on Pinterest to follow you, to click through to your site, to join your email list. It's incredibly powerful for getting people onto your email list. So, I mean, give it a try because you're going to get more from Pinterest traffic than just about anywhere else. Well, I have to say my 61-year-old father, who was a paper mill worker, loves Pinterest. And so if my dad is on Pinterest, a man who didn't even know you could make a board and save a pin, then I'm pretty sure your ideal client is hanging out on the platform. And Pinterest alone is responsible for over 25000 thousand unique visitors to our website each month. So it is the number one traffic driver. And one of the biggest things that we always teach about and share about is it's not just about numbers. It's not just about views and it's not just about Mm -hmm. traffic, but it's that plan that you have to capture that traffic and to serve them well and to take that a step further like we talked about. And so we are huge lovers of Pinterest. 
We are celebrating these changes because they really will work in our favor in just helping us connect with and serve people better. And we're really excited. So Elisa, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. But I have a final question if I'm allowed. What is your dad pinning about? He loves to look at garage organization Mm. and he also likes to look for food. Um, (laughs) So it's so funny. He actually saw me on Pinterest in an airy ad in my swimsuit and he was like, Jenna, I saw you in your underwear on Pinterest. (laughs) Can we not? And I was like, dad, you're on Pinterest. Wait, what? (laughs) Um, And so we had a good chuckle, but he loves Pinterest for all the things and it's super, super sweet. So I don't think he's repinning my content which we'll work on at some yes point. i think there um, is an obligation kind of unwritten <laughs> rule there that he must right <laughs> but it is such an incredible platform and we always just say we feel like it's the most underutilized platform oh, from entrepreneurs and i think the mm-hmm. most beautiful part of it is if you look at all of the amount of time you're spending on content and creating things that are basically living and dying with one post the longevity of the platform oh, is goodness. such a beautiful feature that needs to be shouted out from the rooftops. Absolutely. Okay. So where can everyone connect with you, learn more about Tailwind, all the things, tell us all the places. All right. So you can find it over at blog.tailwindep.com or you can find me on Twitter, Alisa M. Meredith, and I'll be happy to talk Pinterest anytime. Ooh, thank you so much for coming on and just helping us navigate the changes. Change is good, my friends. Evolution is beautiful. We are all in this together and we have just seen beautiful results that we cannot wait for our students to also see. Woo, that was a training. I mean, we got down to the heart and the nitty gritty of the changes in Pinterest and how to navigate them if you're using it for your business. And if you're not, hopefully we convinced you to dive on into the platform. It's an incredible place to be and an incredible place to be connecting with your future clients and converting them over to the places that you can control. We are huge Pinterest fanatics here on Team JK. And as a reminder, we recently updated our program, the Pinterest lab to reflect all of the changes. So if you want a quick and tangible strategic way to approach Pinterest, head to the pinterestlab.com to get all of the details and to sign up. I'd love to see you inside of my program. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and make sure you get out and apply the information you learned today. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs, 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.